Been a heck of a busy night for the people with the New South Wales SES and incident controller for the New South Wales Southern Zone is Barry Griffiths. He joins me now. G'day, Barry. G'day, Lee. How are you going? Yeah, very well. Mate, what's the latest? Let's work downstream. So we'll start up at Gundagai where there's uh, quite a bit of water, we believe. Yeah, so currently the, the gauge at Gundagai is 8.27. Um, we're expecting that to, to continue uh, to rise today due to releases from, from Barinjuk. Um At 4.26 this morning, the Bureau released a major flood bulletin for uh, for uh, Gundagai with um, 8.5 metres being reached at 7am um, and it could reach 9.1 metres uh, on Saturday afternoon with, with major flooding, flooding possible. Um, in Wagga at the moment, we're at 5.99 um, with the Bureau uh, releasing uh, 7.3 metres on Saturday afternoon and possibly the moderate level at 9 metres on Sunday morning uh, with further rises possible. Okay. What does that mean, the uh, major flooding for Gundagai, in terms of impact on the community? Uh, so at the moment, at those levels, the majority of the flooding is just in those low-lying areas around the golf course, the sewage treatment plant, um, and there's some low-lying properties around Mitre 10 uh, that are affected and then some isolations out in some, some other areas So uh, and the caravan park as well. So uh, crews have been evacuating uh, that and clearing property uh, over the last 24 hours in anticipation of these high water levels. Now, for Wagga, both uh, Gumley Gumley and North Wagga were issued evacuation warnings last night. What does that mean for those communities? Yeah, so pretty much the levels that we're looking at at nine metres and, and the impact is going to be felt wide, so there's the potential at the lower levels um, for the the house that's in Flowerdale, the houses in Flowerdale to become isolated, um, and there's one property just in North Wagar that uh, that can become isolated due to flood border. As the water rises up to that nine metres, we're we're looking at the potential of, of losing Inoni Bridge um, to traffic. Uh, so there's going to be an impact on the larger community there. And Wagga Beach has been closed by council um, yesterday as well. It's likely that that will, will go under. Um, at about seven and a half metres. As it moves up, um, the outlying properties at around eight and a half metres, eight to, to nine metres, will become affected. So outlying properties in North Wagga um, will become affected. And then at nine metres, the access roads into North Wagga um, start to become affected as well. Um, for the residents of Gumley Gumley, there are some properties out there that may be affected in terms of their access, but the the general community itself at the nine metre uh, mark should be okay. The, the evacuation warning was issued for them as a precaution, noting that the, the current warnings are saying um, further rises are possible. Um, for the residents at North Wagga, um, we spoke to them last night and uh, it means that their access to and from the, the community inside the levee may be cut uh, overnight, which is why, again, the, the evacuation warning was issued. Um, and there's properties around Morong and... Um, that could also be affected by that as well. Um, so in terms of community impact, what we're looking at now is a lot of people uh, that will be preparing to evacuate and preparing their properties uh, today. Um, we ask people to, to try to avoid sticky beaking um, and moving through North Wagga. Um, also with Unoni Bridge, um, with, with Gobba Bridge, there's residents over the, the north side of town. Um, it's anticipated that if your 90 bridge goes, and I think even with sticky beakers, you know, as much as you try to say, look, please don't sticky beak, people will still keep driving backwards and forwards. Um, it's likely that there'll be heavy traffic over your 90 bridge and Gobba Bridge. So recommendations for people who are living uh, over in the Gobba area to, to prepare for that. Um, and noting that it's the weekend, try to maybe stock up on, on some things to, to limit the number of trips you need to do in town. Um, but again, if, if I can 
just ask you know people from Wagga that, that haven't seen a flood before, um, please don't sticky beak. There's going to be a lot of people trying to prepare their homes and, and move livestock and move their personal possessions um, today and uh, and maybe into tomorrow. So please, if you can just stay away from the area and let them do what they need to do, um, and uh, yeah. and yeah, we'll, we'll get through this together as a community. Absolutely, and of course, don't drive right or walk through floodwaters. No, that that's the absolute. That's the absolute here. We're going to be looking at, um, it's winter, so people aren't going to be going for a swim, but the uh, the riverbanks along the Murrumbidgee will become treacherous. So even if you're just going up and having a, a look, um, be careful. Um, the river is going to become a hazardous location, so you need to be aware of that. It, it's a unique thing to see, and there are vantage places you can you can have a look at it, but please, yeah, stay away from it. Um, don't drive through floodwater. We had uh, four flood rescues yesterday with people attempting to drive through floodwater unsuccessfully. Um, we've got a lot of flood rescue resources in town, but we don't want to use them. It's unnecessary. If we do our prep now, there's no requirement for people to drive through floodwater. Um, and, and again, I just reiterate it, people die. It's it's something that, it's a, it's a fact. Um, people make the decision to drive through. They think they'll make it. They don't. Their car becomes a coffin, um, and that's uh, they become a statistic. So please don't drive through floodwater. I can't emphasise that enough. Don't play in floodwater and uh, and wait for the water to pass, and then go out and have a look at the results afterwards. For emergency assistance, one three two five hundred, the number for the SES. If it's a life threatening situation, please call triple zero. Barry Griffiths, incident controller for the New South Wales SES Southern Zone. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you so much to you and your team for all the work that you've been doing. No, you're welcome, Lee. And uh, again, thank you for the community, for the support that we've we've had so far. And thank you, more, most importantly, to the volunteers that have been out there working. 100%. Barry Griffiths from New South Wales SES on Triple M.